Welcome to Picks with the Professor, the show where a real statistics professor gives you sports betting tips. I'm your host, Professor Sides, and I have built a set of mathematical models called Sideline that predict various sports outcomes. You're more about the baseball world in the course of this episode, set to cover six Major League Baseball games scheduled to be played on Tuesday, May 2nd, 2023. In case you're new here, check the webpage on the banner. It's www.pickswiththeprofessor.com new for some explanations and community rules. Also, if you're interested in projections and picks for every single game, sign up on Dub Club. That link is in the show description. But even if you're not there, still thrilled to have you here. Remember that sports are unpredictable, so the discussion on this show projects a typical game. does not try to forecast it to a T, as that'd be a foolish and impossible goal. We take a long-term view around here. That's why I'm always talking about baseball being a long-term sport. Don't get too high or too low on one day or one set of results. As the long run, that stuff balances out. But in the short run, you just never know what's going to happen in any one individual game or an individual day. Uh, so again, you know, we're talking about six games today and guessing that one of them is going to go exactly to script and one of them won't. And uh, maybe more than one of them won't. And that's just the variance in baseball. It's about the long term, not about did anybody get one pick right or one pick wrong? We had a profitable April. Hopefully we can continue that and have a profitable May. But the concept, as I'm always saying, is a good and bad variance will occur. So as much as I'd like to say we profitable each and every day, that is an impossible reality for any gambler. I did mention here yesterday is I'm going to start taking some totals and start being a little bit more uh, selective on the C grades. We're talk about the C grades on show that I really like that I'm adding to my portfolio versus the C grades that are kind of like, yeah, I think it's priced pretty well. I don't think I'd mess with it. Of course, I say that yesterday. Interestingly enough, here on Tuesday, there's four or five C grade picks that don't offer a ton of value, but I do like the pick. And so if you're with us on Dub Club and you're getting every single pick, do note that on Tuesday, even though they are scaled down, I do think all of the C grades are worth having action on for one reason or another. We're talking about one or two of those here in the show, but the other ones, uh, I think our good picks, we're getting close to study hall time where I'm going to be able to have the time to add that and cover all games for our members on dub club about a week or two away from that. And I'd be able to talk about it there. So here's just a quick little memo. Uh, if we're going to chat about them in the discord, bring it up there and ask questions. I'll be more than happy to answer them again. All of our dub clubbers on discord. They're a great chat, great place to be. Uh, a lot of fun. Again, check that link out in the show description. But before we get to today's slate, some quick reminders. Please hit that like button if you're on YouTube. Also, if you aren't yet, please consider subscribing or following. It's free. And if you turn on notifications, you won't miss any of the college basketball and mobile college football content that this channel provides. A grade Moneyline plays return me four units. That is the risk plus one equals four. So that we risk proportionally more on favorites than dogs. B grade plays return three. C return two. And totals are flat bet to win one unit. That way we've got totals kind of at the same scaling as the C grade plays, a little more variance in total. So I want them just a little bit below the B grades, which I want less than the A grade plays. The A grade plays always curious and are always where the best action, the best value is that the A grade plays aren't necessarily going to win at a higher rate. They're going to win us more money at a higher rate. You know what? I don't really care about my win percentage as much as I care about the amount of money that I win because so we're always talking about if you're playing 
overpriced favorites, you might win a huge percent but lose money. And if you're playing crappy dogs, you know, or, or it should be if you're playing great dogs, you might win a less percentage, but at a higher money, it all depends on the value. We've been a little more favorite heavy in April. I think the book just didn't catch up to just how bad some of these teams were and how good some of some of the more of the talent discrepancies, just a little bit bigger than years past, I believe. And so we played a few more favorites, but again, it was a profitable April. A grade plays were great. B grade plays right around break even. Uh, hopefully we can get that bunched up a little bit, but it's working. So we're just going to stick with it. But as always, with the scaling with the pick, stick what you like and leave the rest. 6.40 p.m. Eastern Mets at the Tigers. Max Scherzer eligible to pitch, but the plan is for him not to because the potential weather concerns. It looks a little bit better weather-wise right now as I'm recording this than it did maybe 24 hours ago when this decision was made. Of course, the Mets having to do, um, you know, push everything back because those rainouts over the weekend playing this doubleheader against Atlanta. So it kind of just threw everything off with when he'd be eligible to come back. And I think Max Scherzer being a veteran is definitely a creature of habit. And I think they just said, let's just go to Wednesday because we know we can get that one in. And that way his Monday routine and Tuesday routine, everything is set. I think this game gets in. There is going to be some chance of rain as the day goes along. But again, I'm over 24 hours from when this game happens. So check that because you never really know. If you like this play, you might go first five on either of the two plays that I'm talking about because those are more likely to finish. Um, obviously, if it's a money line play on the game, doesn't matter how many innings, as long as it's an official game, it counts. If you're a run line better, though, uh, you might go first five because there's a chance this one doesn't finish. Uh, but again, the weather looks better than I think when the Mets made that decision to push Scherzer that's of, as of right now. So just always keep an eye on that weather. Joey Lucchese will get to start for the Mets. Y'all heard me talk about how much I like him. His last start was pretty good. I still think he's really good. He's a much better pitcher than Lorenzen, who's not as bad as that 707 ERA, but the advanced metrics say it should be around five. So you got a pretty big edge for the Mets here starting pitcher-wise. Their bullpen. A little better than the Tigers, though not by much. And the back end of the Tigers bullpen is actually not terrible. Uh, biggest difference, of course, is the Mets on offense. Just a much better team here. They do have some issues with traveling, of course, playing this doubleheader. So there is that potential issue. But in general, for the most part, the Mets are just a better team. So as long as they show up and play, I think they can win. I think if you're playing the Tigers, you're kind of just focused on assuming that they're going to be distracted. And that might happen. They might be a little fatigued. But in general, Unless there's a really good reason to make that assumption, it's kind of a shaky assumption to make in very 50-50. And, and I do make that assumption coming off that Sunday night baseball just because of the trend that we've seen in recent years where that's just become a really tough spot for players. Um, the Mets here, you know, finishing this game up, uh, game two, not at like 10 p.m., right? They should be finished here on, on Monday at a reasonable hour, allowing them to get to Detroit. It's a relatively short flight, so it shouldn't be as big of a deal. But that is built into the model, the fact that the Mets are playing today and the Tigers aren't. So the Tigers getting a bigger home field advantage than usual. And I still think that Mets minus 134 is a pretty good play to be great according to the model, which even giving the Mets a penalty uh, for their travel situation and, and the two games the day before model still says it should be Mets minus 147 that they went almost 60% of the time, mainly due to the strength of their bats. Otherwise though, it will be chilly around 40 degrees or in the upper thirties. So they see other, other possibilities. They may just say it's too cold and windy to play. We don't want to put our fans through that misery. So that game, this game could end up getting pushed to a double header 
on Wednesday anyway because of that. But assuming it does happen here on Tuesday night, we're going to have some pretty strong winds. They will be blowing out, which will help the hitters. But those cold temperatures, the ball is not going to fly very far at all, even with that wind. And so because of that, the model projects a total of 7.6. So I'm officially playing the under 8.5. Again, that's only action if it plays and finishes here on Tuesday. If this game gets pushed to Wednesday, that's a no-action bet. And we'll have to reevaluate the weather. So a chilly night, and that's, of course, part of the concerns, along with some rain. Nasty weather, uh, but if it does happen, that nasty weather, I like the under. I think the Mets can get it done for us here, kicking off our Tuesday. 7 5 p.m. Eastern Guardians at the Yankees. This is one of those C grades I'm talking about. I'm the Yankees here at minus 172. Sideline says it should be Yankees minus 161. But honestly, the way Garrett Cole's been pitching, I expect this number to get higher and higher. And the Yankees are absolutely someone I want in my portfolio. As long as it's at a reasonable price like this, I play up to minus 180. Once you get to the minus 180s or minus 190s, it's probably still the smart play. But at some point, the risk is just not really worth the reward because the payout here just gets so small. But I mean, Cole's just been phenomenal, and he probably won't finish with a 111 ERA, but he's just been so good this year that it's really hard to go against him unless you're getting an insanely good price. And this Guardians team, I like them, but the price isn't good enough. I still have Aaron Judge marked out, as I'm just going to assume he's not going to play until we're told otherwise, which actually makes this Guardians offense better than the Yankees, but bullpen-wise, they're about the same. And while Tanner Bibby looked really good in his first Major League start, that was at home against the Rockies, who might be the worst road offense in baseball a little bit of a different story here facing the Yankees even without judge the Yankees offense is still decent at home I mean they're like a mediocre offense which is just a heck of a lot better than facing the Rockies who just not a good road offense whatsoever so I think it's maybe not quite a rude awakening for Tanner Bibby here in a second start it's not like he's facing you know a team with a ton of bats you know the Braves or you know a full-strength Astros Padres one of those teams but it's just going to be a lot tougher than his first start Yankees also have that game tape on them now, as obviously they have minor league tape on them, but it's just a little bit different than having tape on, uh, you know, what he does in a big league game. So I think the Yankees are the right right side here. But another underplay for me here, under 7.5, as the model projects 7.2. It'll be a chilly night in New York in the mid-40s. Slight breeze blowing out, but again, those cold temperatures should help. Cole's not giving up anything in this Yankees offense. I just don't have a lot of faith in them without Judge. I think they can score off Bibby, but I don't think they're going to put up a six spot or anything like that. So I think this is a low-scoring game. Even though the total is at 7.5, it's still an underplay for me. I think the Yankees can win this one something like 3-1 to one to be a real low-scoring game, as it seems that's the only type of game that Garrett Cole is involved in for the most part here in this type of season that he's having. 7 10 p.m. Eastern Twins at the White Sox. Back in the Twins here at minus 150, another one of those C grades I talked about I absolutely want. And the too long don't read version of this is what I've talked about before, which is Joe Ryan's a pretty good pitcher. I still think he's a little bit undervalued. And Michael Kopech is terrible. 701 ERA in the advanced metrics. So that's actually pretty accurate. He's becoming one of the worst pitchers in baseball. And I just want to fade him as much as possible. The White Sox won a wild game on Sunday where they were able to get to the Rays bullpen. But otherwise, this White Sox bullpen has been terrible. So they're going to have bad pitching from start to finish on this one. The Twins have good relievers and above average offense. I know it's on the road, but the Twins should be a bigger favorite than this, in my opinion. Sideline says minus 147. So that's why it only gets a C grade as the model says it's a little bit too high to offer great value. So don't go too heavy. And so that's what the C grade pick does for me is it just 
just says, hey, I don't want to put too much on it because the value isn't there, but it's absolutely something I want my money on because I still think it's a good investment. It's just not one that I'm going to go too heavy on here. Uh, but Twins minus 150, minus 145, up, up in anywhere in the minus 150s, still a strong play in my opinion, even though it's not the greatest value because we're able to fade a pitcher like Kopech, who I'm not sure really belongs in the major leagues at this point unless he can do something to turn it around as it's been a really bad year for him. And I don't really see it getting better magically here. Uh, and this one cold weather again here in Chicago, now low forties breeze blowing out. Kind of like we're talking about, it seems like in a lot of these parks, but the total on this one is projected to be 8.5 and that's the number I'm seeing. So I'm passing on this total. Um, if it wasn't for the fact that Kopech and the White Sox bullpen was so bad, this would be a good weather under spot. But even with this weather, the White Sox can just walk runs in at this point. So uh, the Twins might get eight by themselves, honestly. So it's not a situation where I want to touch the total. If I was going to touch a total, I would absolutely be going for the White Sox team total under, saying it's a cold night. I think the Twins can hold this White Sox team down, unlike the Rays were able to do on Sunday in what turned out to be a wild afternoon game. 7.40 p.m. Eastern Orioles, minus 145. Another Seager that I absolutely want in my portfolio here. Why is that? Because we've backed the Orioles a lot. They've been good to us. And we've faded the Royals a lot. And it's been good to us. We've just made so much money back in Baltimore and fading Kansas City. I just don't see why we don't keep doing that here. Sideline says this should be Orioles, minus 142. So another game that's not priced where it's just great value to run to the window. If you can get a better price, great. But what I like to do with these C picks, and it's not just this one. It's really all of them caveat with the exception of the Yankees because I just do not see that price going down I think people are gonna be backing Cole all day long against the pitcher they've ever heard of so I think the Yankees price is gonna go up and up and up so I think on that one kind of get whatever you want on on it because I don't think that price is getting any better than minus 172 but with all the other C grades you know the twins just talked about it Orioles here at minus 145 I like to put a little bit on it here get that to win two units it's not a huge play but it's I think it's worth the investment and then if the price gets better add a little bit more to it right if not that's fine I don't know which way this number is going to go but I absolutely want a little bit on the Orioles and if the price gets better great but if not they've been good to us fanning the Royals have been good to us let's just keep doing it with regards to the game here itself Ryan Yarbrough not a great pitcher at this point has not looked great this season. Tyler Wells, probably not as good as his results have indicated, but still the better pitcher Orioles are the better bullpen, better offense, everything. They're definitely the side I want as long as this price isn't too crazy. Minus 145 isn't a bad investment. Weather-wise, it'll be mid-60s to start, but a front moving in that's going to drop it into the mid-50s by finish. Wind will be blowing out, dying down here at the end of the game after the front has moved through, and that projects a total of nine actual total I'm seeing is nine. So not a total that I want any part of. 7.45 p.m. Eastern. Let's grab the Angels here at plus 116. A great pick on the dog. This is a lot about, I don't think that Steven Matz is very good. 6.23 ERA on the season. And while the underlying metrics say it should be a little bit better than that, it still has him around five. I think that Patrick Sandoval is the better pitcher, even though I'm not sure he's quite as good as that 3.16 ERA. Still like the Angels lefty over the Cardinals lefty. I still like the Angels offense over the Cardinals offense. Cardinals struggled with the Dodgers, which isn't really the craziest thing because the Dodgers are still a good team. Uh, but the way this Cardinals offense just is struggling, I don't really think that going back home to a pitcher-friendly ballpark against a pitcher like Sandoval is going to cure them of any of their issues. Uh, they do have a better bullpen in the Cardinals, but 
while the Angels' bullpen is always scary, they have an offense that can score against anybody. And I think this is a pretty coin tossy game. So plus 116 offers a tremendous amount of value with a team that can score off almost anybody. Sideline says it should be Cardinals minus 104. They win 51% of the time. So 51% of the time. So again, pretty much a coin toss situation provides great value for the Angels. The actual total that I'm seeing is eight and a half. Model projects eight. Weather-wise, we're talking low 60s to start, mid-50s to finish. Very similar to Kansas City down the road. Wind dying down as the night goes on, but blowing out and starting off pretty strong. Projected total is eight. Actual total, eight and a half. I would be going under on this one. Maybe more a live bet than an actual anything else, simply because that wind at the start of the game is going to be really strong. It's one of those, if we can get through the first inning without any runs, I think the under has a chance. It's just these two guys might get jumped a little bit to start the game in the first inning, given the strong wind blowing out and giving the temperature. But the temperature cools off as the night goes on. Wind dies down. Other than that, Angels bullpen having to hold your breath. I don't think there's as many runs scored late as early. So I'm not a live bet guy myself, but that might be something to keep an eye on is whatever happens after that first inning kind of can dictate where this total lands. If if it turns out to be a you know two to one first inning or a three to one or four to two or whatever first inning, those runs are banked, but as the game goes along, I don't see as many runs being scored. But again, who knows what's going to happen in this one? I love me a coin toss game at plus 116. It's great value. Just need to win 50% of the time. It's what the model thinks. And we're going to make a lot of money in the long run taking this kind of play. And then wrapping us up here at 10, 10 p.m. East, you're going to take the Phillies here on the road. I kind of mentioned it in yesterday's show. I think that the Phillies have a better chance with Harper back, which is included in this iteration of the model. So he's coming back here for this game. And on top of that, now that they've gotten kind of the travel spot out of the way, I don't know how Monday's game played out, but I think they got a good chance to pull this one off here relative to the odds. That's why it's a B-grade value. Model says they can win 40% of the time, so a 40% winner at plus 160 is a good play. Matt Strom versus Julio Urias, both a pair of good lefties, and Urias is not as bad as he's looked overall, but the underlying metrics have not been very positive for him. There's a decent chance that Strom can match him inning for inning in this game. Uh, maybe not maybe go one inning less, right? But in what I'm saying is I think he's just as good. He can, can out-duel him. The, the Phillies bullpen's done really well. Philly's offense gets a, gets a shot of life with Harper coming back in. Obviously helps the Morgans, right? He's being a lefty, but Harper can hold his own against lefties, as most all-star lefties can, you know, as an Azure think of Jordan Alvarez, right? Can hit lefties fairly well. And, and Harper's kind of in that same boat, right? Obviously, he does more damage against righties you expect him to, but he can also handle lefties. He's such a great hitter. That's going to really help this Phillies team uh, get their offense, you know, was already starting to kind of get going here the last couple of weeks and can really help them even more. Slide guys down the lineup, make them a little bit more dangerous. Plus 160, I think, is too much value here on a Phillies team that's playing pretty well as of late with a guy like Strom on the mound, who, again, might be the better pitcher here between the two, or if nothing else, he's just as good, and this Phillies bullpen's got a shot here to keep him in it. Don't know if the Phillies can win, but I think plus 160 is absolutely worth a shot here. B-grade pick, and another under for me, under 8.5 is the official pick. As the model says, 7.9. Again, I like both of these lefties. I think they're both pretty good pitchers. And I think in a chilly night in Los Angeles, kind of like we usually see in the around 50-degree area, not a night that the ball should carry a ton. And so I think we're going to have a hard time getting above eight runs in this game. So I'm on the dog here and the under. If either one of them wins, we will be profitable and or around break even. If we get both, it'll be a great game to enjoy. That's all I've got for you here today. Thanks for tuning into this episode of Picks with the Professor. Don't forget to subscribe so you can show the sports betting content provided on this channel. It's right into your feed. 
Be back again tomorrow with more baseball betting content. And until then, as always, best of luck. And remember, you can eat your betting money, but please don't bet your eating money. <laughs>